You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome back to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about rivers of living water, the flows of the Holy Spirit. There are four of these rivers in Genesis chapter 2. It is my belief that the Holy Spirit operates in four very distinct ways. He operates in edification, refreshing. That's what edification is. He operates in revelation, and that is without uh, argument. It's very clear that the Holy Spirit reveals things. He operates in power. He gives us the capabilities to do things we wouldn't be able to do otherwise And he operates also in intercession. We'll talk about that at the very last. When you stop and think about all of the different things that the Holy Spirit does, you realize every one of them can be put into one of these four categories, edification, revelation, power, or intercession. Those are the four flows or the four rivers of the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 7, verses 37, 38, 39, especially verse 38, Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This is what he was talking about, the flows of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the nine spiritual gifts are listed, it's important to understand that three of these gifts are gifts of power. Let me read this to you. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. That is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. Now, the gift of faith should not be confused with our common faith. It is separated here as a very special gift of the Holy Spirit. Your common faith, the faith that you walk in every day, that is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's involved in that, but it's not a gift of special faith. And I will explain the difference. Your common faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There is, however, a special faith that is given where common faith needs a supplement. Now let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, and I think that as we get into this verse, you're going to see how the gift of faith works. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Remember that phrase. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 makes it very clear that no temptation has come over you, but such as is common to man. Now, there are stories in the Bible where the temptations were unreal. They were extraordinary. We would have to say these temptations were not common to man. 
And the first one that comes to my mind is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. They were faced with an extraordinary challenge. It was amazing. The whole nation was lined up against them, as well as the most powerful man in all the world, who had threatened them with death in a fiery furnace if they did not bow. They refused to bow. But I believe what came over them was a supplement to the faith that they started with. Now, their faith was based upon a prophecy in Isaiah. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, through faith they quenched the violence of fire. So there was a prophecy given by Isaiah telling them that they would be able to resist or not be harmed by fire if they were thrown into it. And they knew that before they ever went to Babylon. Here they are now facing the reality of that, and these circumstances must have been horrendous. But they sailed through it. How? Through a gift of faith. The same thing is apparent in the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel was put into an extraordinary situation where that he was being uh, uh, accused falsely by 122 different government officials, 122 to 1. Everybody in the kingdom was against him. He's the only one standing up for truth. And the king really didn't want to throw Daniel in the lion's den, but these government officers pushed it. There is an exercise of the gift of faith here. I believe this incredible circumstance, this incredible opposition warranted special help. And God sent an angel to calm Daniel and the lions, and he was able to spend the night in the lion's den without any difficulties. This gift enables the believer to receive and, and, and note that it's an ability to receive. And that's what faith is about. Faith is about receiving. Whereas Samson would have killed a lion, David killed a lion, but Daniel didn't kill the lions, but he received protection from them through a display of God's power. Now, that is the gift of faith. The gifts of healings come into play when a special power or anointing is released to heal the sick. And I want to read to you from the Gospel of Luke. And this is the ministry of Jesus. We're going to read three verses here. And it says, He came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of His disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear Him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. It doesn't just say he healed them all. It says the reason that he healed them all is because of a power that went out from him. That is the gifts of healings. Jesus didn't just heal uh, because he wanted to. He healed because he was anointed to. And he knew that. He understood that. This power to heal was unlimited. The whole multitude sought to touch him. Why would they have wanted to touch him? Because they began to speak among themselves. 
and they begin to describe. When I touched him, I felt something. There was something tangible that came out of Jesus that there was, uh, they perceived it. They felt it in some way or another. Scripture doesn't go into great detail about what it was, but it worked and it healed them. My grandmother was given up to die of kidney poisoning. And this was back in the 1930s, maybe the early 40s. Uh, but anyway, they said she wouldn't make it. And uh, uh, the, our family carried her to a healing revival from Fort Worth over to Dallas. And later in the back seat of those big old cars in those days where you could put a troop of people in the back seat, and Grandma was in the back seat, they took her to this church, propped her up on a pew, and the preacher got up to preach, but he stopped before he could go into the message. He said, there's someone here so sick, if I don't pray for you now, you'll be dead before the service is over. And they pointed to my grandmother. He went back and prayed for her. My grandmother told the story of how she felt a warm glow, a warm power that went all over her, healed her instantly, and raised her up. That was the power of God, and that was the gifts of healings. It was a tangible flow. That is something that happened again and again in the, in the Gospels and also in the book of Acts. Listen to Acts 19, 11 and 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So the power was so tangible that it transferred to cloth. And when these cloths were taken to different people who were sick or possessed of devils, the power was still in the cloth and it healed them. And that's fascinating. Now those are two of the three power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Here's the third one. It is the working of miracles. It is the most spectacular of the gifts of power. Now I would say that the most personal gift in the power gifts is the gifts of healings. It, it most speaks to the character and nature of God in caring for His children. But the most spectacular of the spiritual gifts is without a doubt the working of miracles. Christ demonstrated this gift by turning water into wine, by multiplying loaves and fishes, uh, walking on the water. He had the power to create new matter. He restored deformed limbs and missing body parts, restored blind eyes, withered limbs, disfigured features. He raised the dead. Uh, more than likely, the raising of the dead required all three gifts of the Spirit. It took the gift of faith, which would be the design assurance that God wanted to raise the dead person. That's why you see Peter praying about it before he said anything to the body of Dorcas. He prayed, and once he was certain it was what God wanted him to do, he spoke and said to her, get up. You don't see Jesus praying like that before raising the dead because he was so perfectly in tune with the Father. He already knew before he got into the circumstance what the will of God was for the whatever dead person he was about to encounter. Um uh, 
we see raising the dead also requires the gifts of healings, which is the repair of the failed body parts that caused a person to die in the first place. And then the gift of the working of miracles is needed so that the infusion of life into the dead body can restart it. So you see all three power gifts involved in the raising of the dead. And so these power gifts are an amazing thing, and we should see more of them than what we see. Pray for that. That's something you could ask God to do. In fact, the church did that. They asked God to stretch forth His hand to heal and to do signs and wonders. And I want you to notice how they prayed. They prayed that God would do this. They didn't pray, God, let me work a miracle. God, give me these powers. They didn't pray like that. They prayed, God, do this in your church. Stretch forth your hand to heal. That's how they prayed. Listen, in closing, 1 Corinthians 12, 31 says, earnestly desire the best gifts. What are the best gifts? The most appropriate gift at the appropriate time. That's always the best gift. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I hope you'll join me. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.